Uh, Luke Diamond has a podcast for the Colt C-O-L-T year, year. Hi, man. You've been on my ass for two years. You've been after <laughs> me, man. What's your problem with me? And, oh, by the way, according to Pro Football Focus and many others, my deal yesterday on Jarrell Freeman couldn't be more right. Amazing how that happens. Why are you on my ass for two years? First off, I appreciate you having me on the show. You got it. Glad to be on. I have, you could say I've been on your ass. We're just having fun on Twitter. I see something most of the time because I'm not in the market. I'm not listening to the show regularly. Somebody will send me a clip or something, and then I'll comment on it. Then people will comment back, so on and so forth, and it will turn into this big thing, multiple mentions back and forth. But first off, I'm not angry. Second off, I'm not a meth head. But I was not insulted by All right, hold on. Hold on. I did not call you a meth head. Jimmy will verify this. What I did was I was on Twitter. Did you listen to it? Were you listening to the show when I said that? I wasn't, but after somebody sent me the clip, I had to go back right. and check it out. It did sound like you called me a meth head, but, Dan, I was No, here's what I did. It. Here's what I did. I, I get on Twitter, and there's a guy who named – it starts with an R – Rumpel something, and he has that cult year, you know what I mean, thing, C-O-L-T. So I said, I heard the clip, I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, and I didn't say your name. If I, it, Truthfully, what I've done with bloggers is I always say your name. So I would have said your name if I was talking about you. I didn't even know this guy was a this guy had a fake name and he looked like a meth guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'll mention your 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 cult and uh, give me leave me alone. So it wasn't it was absolutely not directed at you or anybody that I think is real. It was some guy starts with an R H something. I don't know, but he was all over me. He's like, Gregson's an ass. You know, I'm like, stop. All right, fine. I'll mention you know because he had underneath. I don't think he works for you. It just said C-O-L-T in big letters, U-R-E. Yeah. So I, I apologize that you, you know, thought for, it was directed for, for at the, you. For the Culture has definitely grown over the last few years. So multiple people have adopted the name, and they like to use the hashtag. They put it in their Twitter handle. Right. So, yeah, so it has definitely grown over the years. That was not me. Either way, I was not insulted by it. I just finished <laughs> watching Breaking Bad. Phenomenal show. Full new respect for meth heads. Meth creators and that cook the whole deal so was not insulted by it but either way bringing up pff i am not a fan of pff, PFF tell me right? why a lot of people aren't well it just doesn't the stats don't add up on pff if you go back to wild card weekend of 2018 when we beat the houston texans lamar miller had five rushing attempts for 18 yards averaged 3.6 yards per carry had zero touchdowns marla mack had 24 rushing attempts for 148 rushing yards, 6.2 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Miller's PFF grade was 68.7. Max PFF grade was 67.1. Can you explain that logic to me? I can't explain any of this crap to you, to tell you the truth. I was just happy they to stick it to you when I saw that PFF. <laughs> how are you going to reference a statistic or some type of analytical data from PFF when you can't explain how they get to that number. Well, all if right. If we watch the tape, if we look at the stats, uh, we see one guy's averaging 6.2 yards per carry and scores a touchdown. The other guy's averaging 3.6 yards per carry, doesn't score a touchdown. How is that guy 1.6 percentage points higher than the other guy? It just doesn't I, add up. I'll tell you that. Sense. I'll tell you how. I, I will tell you how because, and this is where I have a hard time. Uh, I, have, I have a hard time with statistics from this standpoint. Every single and, – and this is what happens uh, with me, Luke. 
I say I talk to these people and everybody says, well, no, you don't. And I'm like, okay, I, I just make this up and end up being right. Here's what I have always been told uh, about, uh, about Leonard. And I think Leonard's terrific. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he's on the Colts. I think he's terrific. But, but every guy, whether it's Rick Venturi or I'm not going to say three oh. or four different guys will tell you he can't shed a block. He doesn't play the run well. Oh. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just telling you what they tell me. I, you know, anybody can say false or true. I'm just telling you, when I come on the air with something like that. Now, let me give you one other thing that I think you'll understand. All right? Have you ever had an argument with a friend where you just throw something out so that that friend's got to go, what the hell are you talking about? That's where I came up with uh, Jarrell Freeman uh, partially with Wells because I just wanted to hear him stammer when I knew Jarrell Freeman was really, really good as a Colt. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything other than as a Colt. He was really, really good according to guys that I have talked to that coach. And I take those guys far more than pro football focus or anything else. It's like this. It's it's like this. I can't tell you how the BPI is in basketball. I guess I could if I wanted to go research it, but I don't care. I just read it and say, all right, I trust these guys. So it's kind of the same thing with Pro Football Focus. Now, I will tell you this. If Pro Football Focus came out and said that Leonard was better than Freeman, you'd have never seen it from me, Luke. I know. I know. You're trying to, fig- <laughs> you're trying to figure agenda. You're trying to fit the narrative. I just go with what they tell me. Listen, this is my real issue with the Wells interview yesterday, and no disrespect to Mike Wells. He got, you threw him a couple curveballs. He didn't expect it. He was caught off guard, whatever happened yesterday. And, and what, whatever happened, happened in yesterday's interview. But I left that interview thinking, geez, if I didn't know any better, if I was a casual fan or I was just, you know, somebody listening to this radio program for the first time, I would have left it thinking Freeman is a better linebacker. I don't know what, and I would have left it thinking that Ryan Grigson's a better general manager. Well, Neither one of those. No, it's not close. It's true. It's not Neither close. Look, true. look, your and view. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't bring up Rick Venturi. Rick Venturi might be worse than PFF. Okay. Venturi, All right. Hey, Rick look, I'll just record. bring up you. All right. The only, thing I, the only thing I bring up is this. All right. When I talk about, and I think, I think that, uh, again, Ballard and I are friends. Ballard comes in the studio, talks to me mm-hmm. for the conversation after when it's just he and me and Jimmy sitting in here is way better than the conversation on the air. Uh, this is where I have a different view of the world than you. Yes. The idea of coaching, playing, general manager is one thing and one thing only, and that is to win. That is it. I mean, you can say whatever you'd like about draft choices. And even Ballard, I asked him this question. Ballard's like, Dan. We draft these guys. It's crapshoot. And we take – I said, why do so many undrafted free agents come to and play for the Colts? He said, because we put them all in a group and we just pick the best players. And that's what you do. And I think Ballard – look, I think Ballard's going to be terrific. But there is a reason, and Chappie and I talked about it. There is a reason, Luke, that with a more talented roster by all accounts, Grigson's teams just won a little more, even though they had duress. That's all I'm. I said, well, that's my opinion. Know. You're welcome to your opinion. Yeah. That's my opinion, and, course, it's, and it's based course, as a coach, and, I'll, and I'll, it's I'll, based I'll, on record. Not, it's based on it's record. Not, it's not even about convincing you. It's about your listeners. Because yesterday, I felt like anybody who listened to your show, because Wells, I didn't feel like made a good enough case in defense of Ballard and Leonard and the guys he was on the side of. I felt like listeners who were Fairweather fans didn't get a fair representation. Okay, of the make make the, argue, make the argument Ballard's better. 
I'll make the argument Ballard's better okay. in a couple of different ways. First off, you said that he said it was a crapshoot or whatever. Of course, you never know. You don't draft a player and know exactly what they're going to turn into. Otherwise, there would never be a bust. Otherwise, Belichick wouldn't have bust. Wolf wouldn't have had any bust. Pulling wouldn't have had any bust. It's always a crapshoot in a sense. But when you look at Ryan Grigson's five drafts, he drafted 38 players. 25 of those 38 are retired. The oldest player of those 38 is only 31 years old. Chris Ballard has drafted 38 players. All 38 are on active 90-man rosters. His ability to evaluate talent is so much greater than Ryan Grigson's. They're in different stratospheres. It's not even remotely close how much better Chris Ballard is at evaluating talent than Ryan Grigson. And that is really the main job of the general manager. Oh, Is to evaluate talent and to put the most talented roster together. Well, now, all right. How, I, let, day, let me stop you right there. The let me answer day, that. The, let me answer that. Day, at the end of the day. Let no, me no, answer no, that. No, I don't want to mute no, you, but let me answer I, that. that. But I know what your response is going to be. No, you don't. No, you don't. Winning. All right, go. When I leave a game and I am a fan and I am, I'm a season ticket holder. I know. Yeah. I, I literally I don't care what guy was what pick. I simply care wins and losses and if i'm a general manager i'm just gonna tell you now this is where and this is why i always say guy it it, it is of course and there's all these statistics that you can give me but the truth of the matter is you're there to win you're not there to put the most talented roster on in fact i mean and i can go back 100 years and give you a million different examples charles barkley john stockton don't make the 84 olympic not because they weren't talented because they weren't going to help people win and i think that when you look at these two guys one of the things that Grigson had that that may be missing, I don't know because I'm not there, but may be missing is somebody in that building that is just a mean dude, that is just the guy. That, that is so false. Yesterday you brought up the okay. accountability. Right. Ballard holds guys. How do you know? Another, Did he hold Vinatieri? Vinatieri, I totally agree with you. Okay, I so who is he? who has he held – Accountable. He held Deion Kane accountable. Uh, accountable. By he cutting held, him? Yes. But by, you don't by, even. But I know why so they cut him. I, I look. I know what, why what, they. What, I know why they cut him. You don't. And I'm not going to say why they cut him. I'm not going to say it on the air. I will not do that. But I know why they cut him. You guys think? Why they, they cut Zach Banner? Fourth round pick didn't make. Because he wasn't any good. In 2017. How many? Fourth, he was, no, because he was overweight and out of shape. And Ballard held him accountable, and he set a standard. Look. The why did why it's it's I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you something that I hope you use okay as you as you're a young guy and I hope you I hope you learn this and I hope you use this it is very easy very very easy to cut and hold a fourth round pick accountable that's not what you're paid for you're paid to hold the guys accountable while they're losing games for you as a coach that means benching guys any great coach that you'll ever see hell shashevsky does it in basketball if you're not going to sit guys if you're not going to hold them accountable you lose the locker room luke and i'm just who did did, did chuck logano hold accountable he didn't he didn't and that's why grigson had to be a jackass and and grigson will tell you that hey look i had i had the wrong guy 
for my personality, and I was married to him. But and that also goes on his track record. Who of course it does. Of course it does. But do you know, but of course it does. Oh, hey, yeah. look. But, one but, thing but, I know as a coach, gonna, Luke. Gonna, Luke, I know this. You can be wrong about Freeman. Okay. You can be right about Freeman, but you can talk your way out of it. When you're a coach yeah. or a general manager, there is only one thing that matters, and that is winning. That's course, what yeah. your record we, is. Uh, yeah, and we are getting off track. Winning is the end-all, be-all. It's the only so thing. Winning is what matters most. But it's the general manager's job to put the most talent on the field as possible, to field the best. No, it's not. It's the be- no, it's not. No, it's no, no. not. And I told you this before, Luke. Luke, there's a reason Charles Barkley and John Stockton didn't make the Olympic team, and I was at every trials, and they were the be- two of the best players. If you don't fit winning, it's not about talent. It's about fit. You're seeing it with the Pacers, Luke. This is where I would have a di- – this is where I have a- – which team are you talking about? Stockton? Was no, no, no. 1984. College kids. I was at okay, the thing. Okay, yes, yes, College yes, yes, kids. Yes. Barkley was the be- Anybody that went to yes. Michael Jordan and I've had this conversation. He was the best player. Not You're not responsible for putting the best players on the field. You're responsible yes. for putting the best fit to help right. you win. And you're seeing it with the Pacers right now, but Luke. This, I'm sorry, but, this, but you're wrong but on this. this. All right. All right. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on the job of the general manager. That's fine. Let's go into the actual record and how we got to this point. Chris Ballard took a job where the starting quarterback wasn't available the first season. He also inherited that awful roster. I, I guess it doesn't matter how much talent Ball, uh, Grigson did or did not put on the roster. In his five years as the Colts general manager, I don't think it matters, in your opinion, that he missed on the entire 2013. Well, he would still have a job. Out. It doesn't I mean, matter that I he get drafted it. Jordan Burn. It doesn't matter he traded a first-round pick for Trent Richardson. It doesn't matter he drafted Philip Dorsett. It doesn't matter that he spent $56 million on Andre Johnson and Dequell Jackson and Trent Cole. But and it does matter that he didn't have a losing season. The talent, uh, the talent obviously doesn't matter. Wait a second, but, hold on. Grigson took over a two and fourteen team, and two and fourteen, and had to get rid of, had to get rid of every guy that you all like, because like Reggie Wayne is everybody's hero. Reggie Wayne yeah. never played another down. Didn't make it with the Patriots. He took over a two and fourteen team. So don't tell me that this was worse. What are you talking about? When when did we do our winning in the Ryan Grigson era? The first three years. When did Reggie leave? After the third year. So when you look at that thirty three and fifteen record in the first three years, who was our best pass rusher? Robert Mathis. Who was our left tackle? That Grigson signed a contract. Who was our number one wide receiver? Reggie Wayne. All three guys came from the Napoleon era. None of them came. I agree. I, 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 who, the best wide yeah. receiver was T.Y. Hilton. And you know what? The best wide yeah. receiver is still T.Y. Hilton, which yeah. is sad, okay. really. But, yeah. hey, look, I yeah. get your point. And your yeah. point okay. is yeah. one. Your point is made. I get what you're saying. Okay. But, but the so truth me, of the matter take, is. Let me take it one step further. Sure, right? please. Okay. So, if you look at 2013 and 14. We went 12 and 0 in the AFC South. We went 10 and 10 outside the AFC South with an elite quarterback. With Andrew Luck, we were a 500 team in the 20 games outside the division, and we were 12 and 0 in the AFC South. In Chris Ballard's three years in Indianapolis, each of the last three years, at least two teams has made the playoff from the AFC South. Each of the last three years, twice a team went to the AFC Championship, and all three years an AFC South team won at least one playoff game. In the playoffs, the division is so much better than it was. Oh, now hold on. Hey, hold the hell up. Wait a second. With an elite quarterback, with Bill Belichick, 
and the worst division in football with the Jets and the Bills. Who's at Miami? Let me tell you something. The Patriots never won 16 in a row. There was stuff done here under Grigson that the Patriots never did with a quarterback way better than Andrew Luck, with a coach way better than Pagano, and a division just as freaking bad. So don't even give me that. Your your arguments, hey, Luke, Luke, I love you, and I've loved having this discussion, but it's weak to say that Grigson, excuse me, it's weak to say that uh, Ballard inherited a worse deal than a 2-4 and team, and it's weak to say, it's very weak to say that these guys had an easier division than the AFC South. I apologize, and I'm sorry about that. I'd love to have you back on, but I got to go sell some stuff. Hey, look, seriously. All right, Dan, we'll we'll do it again. I love having you on. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Luke Diamond for the culture. We'll pub his podcast because I like him. He's got opinions. You know, Dockage is losing this argument on his own turf. There's no way I win the argument. All I do is tell you what's happening. I am not the media darling, and I'm not trying to win an argument. I like Luke. Luke's been up my I'm on my ass for a long time. I get it. So I give him. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that shies away. I like it. Luke's got opinions. Luke came on here to talk and tell his opinions. I'm not trying to win an argument. I'm just having a discussion. Heated, but that's the kind of discussions that I like.